what's up everybody this is ernest dixon with coffee break y'all i got a new camera what do y'all think i mean can, can y'all see me a little bit i think this is probably the clearest that i've ever been on camera um and i purchased or <clears throat> shout out to my uh supervisor my ceo who purchased me like i don't i don't even know the hmm, it's a sure mic i don't know the name or the numbers for it or anything like that I should tell you that he purchased it for me last year. I just finally opened it up. Y'all got Matt Miller here. And he's a good friend of mine. So I'm, I'm going to try not to be a groupie <laughs> and, and try to act up too much. But uh, Matt, you, you won't believe how many emails that we got opened because your name was tied to it. You're kind of famous. You're kind of famous, sir. I, should th I thought you should know that you're kind of famous here. <laughs> well, I'm excited to get to hang out with you and with everybody else. And, right. you know, if we get to well, talk coffee a little bit too, that's always good. Well, what, speaking of coffee, what, what did you brew? What, what kind of coffee did you put in your cup today? Okay. So here's my cup right here. Um, mm -hmm. I am on my second cup of some, it's a, it's a uh, medium roast that uh -huh. I got from a roaster in like, Northwest Indiana, like almost all the way up to Chicago called just be coffee roasters. And oh. they've got a whole bunch of like fun names that go after the words just be, cause that's the uh -huh. name of the roastery and stuff. So this one is the just be mindful roast. So they call this the mindful and it's uh, it's not too bad. They sent it to me as whole bean. Cause I've got a grinder here right. at home. So yeah, so I I ground up some coffee and it's a it's a pretty good little uh little medium roast I think. Fancy, I like. I, it's Colombian. Would don't judge me. Would Colombian be the medium roast? I think it is. It's definitely not dark and it's not yeah. light. So, yeah, a lot of Colombians are are done with medium roast. Yes, so you're right what, on there. That's what I have and. Uh, you know, my little camera, because I have this little, what do you call this little gray screen, but this is one of my, I used to code soccer. So one of my students gave me this big Hershey. I literally could put three uh, regular size cups of coffee. Y'all see it? Regular size cup of coffee in this big giant thing. And, and this is my second cup. I'm waiting for uh, production to finish our uh Coffee break with Ernest mugs. I cannot wait till those come You've out. Got coffee break with Ernest mugs coming. What? <laughs> I'm gonna sit just like you have your Bloxy Soxies. I'm gonna yes. make sure that you get one of those coffee break cups. Anyway, yes. <laughs> I'm so excited. That's awesome. Just don't just don't put any candy or anything in it unless you're gonna eat the candy and then use the cup. I'm just asking. You know, people. <laughs> People get right. those cups all the time. Mm -hmm. I, literally, I still have, I was in the, in the cabinet literally five minutes ago. And uh, some of the Christmas cups that people go to the dollar store and purchase for you. And they're not the regular size. Like these are minute. I was like, I can't, I don't know if I could put the type of, uh, or the amount of beverage that I would want right. in that I'm, cup. But I mean, I'm picky about my mugs too. I, I like the big coffee mugs. Like this one yeah. right here. I got this one from Starbucks and uh -huh. it is 16 ounces, which is not the biggest one that I have. I've got one from Starbucks. That's a 20 ounce. Uh, are you a Starbucks drinker? Uh, not so much. Well, sort of. If, if that's what's before. around, I will drink it. It's not my favorite, but there's a handful of things there that I kind of like. So uh, Starbucks don't be upset with us. I know this going on Spotify, and, but we still, you can still send me one of them Christmas nutmeg, uh, chestnut roasted on the open fire uh, blend. We, me and Matt will accept those yes, we will. donations. We will, we will My other uh, uh, co-host, I, I, she's in here by default. She has a camera off, but maybe she'll turn it on. But for any of my uh, attendees who are... Shout out to all our attendees here. I, I saw a few of my people there. Matt, uh, uh, not uh, Patrick Murphy's in here, and uh, who else is in, in this good show that's live? <clears throat> Let's see, Daddy, what's up, Daniel? And then I got a few other teachers. Joanne, I see you in here, and uh, Lewis, I see you in here. Thank, thank you guys for uh, popping into live. Look at that, y'all putting those emojis in here. I love it. Spotify's gonna go crazy about this one too. Thank y'all so much. Um, 
But Kendall, what you put in your cup this morning? That's my other love. She's she's my she's our newest addition to the Bloxy family, and uh, we introduced her last week. But she's she's my she's we're yin and yang, I should say. So, but it's one day we I may add her onto the coffee break with Ernest and Kendall. Yeah, season three, Kendall, hold your mule, hold your mule. <laughs> so I got my big. I don't even twenty six ounce. Girl, that's, that's coffee for uh four people. Mm-hmm. It's my this is my cold brew espresso with chocolate. Uh uh-uh. so, see nice. uh uh-uh. Matt she tried to get me to put call co- I put um hot chocolate in my coffee the other day because I was I listening did not to her. Make yes, she did. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. That was the nastiest mess I had ever had. I, I had got that Nestle hot <laughs> chocolate, you know, that you're supposed to add, I guess, water to, but I put water and milk in mine and heat it up in the kettle. And I know, kettle. People people, who, people use microwave now, but I use kettle. Mm-hmm. And I put that in there with that coffee. I, I, I went on and drunk it, but I won't do that ever again. Mm. It, you know, any of y'all... With that kettle that you mentioned, I use, uh-huh. I've i got a kettle that I use, too, to do pour-overs, uh-huh. where I'll, like, grind up some coffee, and I've got one of those little drippers, uh-huh. um, or kind of like a Chemex-style one, you know, and you put your coffee grounds in it, and then you pour it, you know, kind of in a circular motion over your uh-huh. grounds, and it extracts all of that good flavor out and everything. So if I've got a little extra time and I want to make some extra good coffee, I'll mm-hmm. get my kettle out, and I'll boil, boil some water, and I'll use it to make that pour-over. Oh, look at you. Uh, Pat, Patrick Murphy, did you hear that? When you thinking about what Christmas gift to send me this year, did you hear what? I don't have one of those. Okay, Pat. Pat's a good friend of mine. I, 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 love, I love me some Patrick Murphy. Shout out to the Villages Charter School. I miss y'all. I'm going to have to come down there uh, and see y'all. Uh, Patrick, let, let me know if y'all going to have a little Christmas, a little dec- decoration or something and, and all that jazz. But uh, feel free, all my friends, all our attendees, hit up chat box listen we've already talked about matt but i feel like i wouldn't do any justice uh if i didn't read a little bit of his biography matt miller is a teacher a blogger uh, a presenter from west central indiana uh he has influ- inf- infused technology and innovative teaching methods in his class for more than 10 years i'm pretty sure you've been in there more than 10 he's the author of the book ditch that textbook <clears throat> Free Your Teaching and Revolutionize Your Classroom, and writes at the Ditch That Textbook blog about using technology and creative ideas in teaching. He's Google Certified Innovator, BAMI, uh, top to watch in 2016. He's the winner of the WTHI TV Golden Apple Award uh, and a whole bunch of other it's, oh, thank you, you missed me. A whole bunch of other things. After trying to do the traditional teach uh, uh, by the textbook for a few years, he launched into a new textbook-less path where learning activities were often custom produced uh, for his students, as well as infused with technology. He likes the results a lot, and his students do too. So everybody, again, I present to the world and all our Spotify listeners, Matt Miller. Matt, Hello. let me tell you something. Yes. Um, I've been a fan for a long time. I, I remember just being in the classroom and mm-hmm. I moved from, when I first started teaching, I taught elementary, I, I literally taught kindergarten. And uh, my teacher said that when she, well, not my, not my teacher, my principal would come in the room and say, uh, every time I walk in, the kids look like they're grabbing onto your leg. I couldn't get over to the point that, that they were so cute and, and friendly and everything. So we learned, but you know, it wasn't nothing for me to pick them up and hug them. And that wasn't mm-hmm. the thing. And I, it, this is my first year of teaching. So I wanted to be lovable and everything like that. And then I was called a big grizzly bear and, and all that kind of stuff. So I, I, I don't know. She moved me to third grade. I was like, I love my little children. I don't want to move. Mm-hmm. And so from third grade, I then left and went to sixth grade. And then I taught at our STEM Academy where I was privileged to teach seventh and eighth grade digital media technology, which was piloted off of a uh, college curriculum. And I really enjoyed that where I get to help the children to uh, learn about um, news broadcasts and a little bit audio recording. We did some school news. They got a chance to make 
uh, scary movies during Halloween time. We even showed one to our governor and uh, he played it oh. on PBS. I mean, it was just wonderful. Wow. He like visited the school. And uh, ever since then, like my superintendent was so impressed that he asked me to leave the classroom and go and to influence the entire district. So I did that for a little bit. COVID happened and then I joined Bloxy, but I love Bloxy. I'll tell you, this is one of the best, <clears throat> other than inspiring and being in uh, the school district, one of the best shops that I get to do. I'm so grateful for it. So shout out to uh, all my co-workers at Bloxy. I, I, you, you know, I pray, I don't think you get enough praise, but uh, I want you to know that on this episode of season two, episode two, I'm shouting you guys out. So uh, all the claps and all the loves and all the hearts, all those things goes out to you guys. So even the ones who are overseas, yeah, I'm talking about you too. But Matt, man, I remember joining, I wrote in my notes a few minutes ago, you did that, uh, see, people have to like you. I was on the couch, like in the L shape of the couch. Do you have, a, you have one of those? I do, of- yes. I was in the L shape, <laughs> you know, the yeah. most comfortable part. Don't bother yeah. me <laughs> with my cover. Uh, uh-huh. And I'm talking about the one that has, what do you call it? Uh, it has nice little uh, uh, um, cashmere. One of my cashmere blankets. I don't even like to wash it. I probably should send it to the cleaners. <laughs> That's another story for another day. But anyway, I've been in the L shape of the corner. I'm on Twitter just scrolling. And uh, Twitter had just came out with uh the rooms right and mm-hmm. uh I, I said baby why is people watching and listening to matt at nine o'clock at night my time since you time oh, yeah. who got time for who got time for this yeah now, what, what in the world made you want to have a podcast or look or, or bring people into the room on twitter that late at night i you know i i had done um like traditional more traditional twitter chats which are like everybody gets in on one hashtag and you ask a question uh-huh. and people respond on the hashtag and everything. I had done a Twitter chat like that for like seven years, six years, uh-huh. something like that. And I just wanted to try it. Like there's been a handful of times where I've seen a new tech tool come out or, um, you know, in this case, like Twitter has a new feature and I'm like, let's try it, you know? So that night I just, uh, you know, instead of doing the questions on the hashtag and having everybody tweet, I just, decided I was going to do it in a live Twitter space. And I had never really done Twitter, but as you can attest, like those early ones, I didn't know what in the world I was doing with yeah. those, but we thought we were going to try it. Cause that's what we do as teachers, right? We just, right. we pick things up and we try them and we see if we can make them work. Well, I enjoyed that Twitter space. Everybody was trying to be quiet. I was like, I guess it's everybody first time just like it's mine, but Matt keep asking questions. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I guess I'm gonna respond. And I joined another yeah. one. I, now I haven't been, I, I need to get an alert when you, when you go live in the Twitter spaces. Oh so that, yeah. Cause I don't, I haven't done very many of them. I've only done just a oh, handful of them. I think yeah. you've been to almost every one that I've done. Well, good. I, I don't want you to think that, uh, I, I, <laughs> where is he? No, literally, uh, when I'm posting something in our Bloxy community, I'm looking to see, did Matt post something pretty good today? Let me share this out to the customers. And you'll see it. I post some retweets. And that's just, okay, y'all, again, he's my friend. I'm not a, you know, a groupie or anything like that. But ever since that Twitter night, that Twitter space, like, technically, because he was talking and or something happened and I sent him a little message. It's like, hey, you got a little something going on. Might want to fix your audio. And then he thanked me privately. Yep. And uh, then we saw each other at Mecca. And I thought I was just going to pass out. His his booth was like across from me. And I was like, it's something to really have that moment uh, with someone. But again, in my fan or groupie moment, being a teacher, I didn't, I never had a chance to meet him. Uh, but I have used the product and have read the books and have implemented some of the strategies in my classrooms. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then to be on a Twitter space, then to meet you at Mecca, it, I'll tell you, it changed my life. And so now we're, I will not classify you as, as my homie, but you know, maybe we get us a shirt one day and, 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 and we'll, 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 we'll give it, we'll give us a name at the while, you know, how Bunny and Clyde, I don't know what our name will be. Yeah. Y- y'all put in the comment section, some, some nice names for me and Matt and, and we'll vote on to see what we like. Okay. Kendall, don't write a thing. Cause you know, you just is horrible. And I can only imagine what your name would be. <laughs> Uh, this Kendall and Ernest ain't gonna work. I'm gonna just tell you right now. This season three, it's gonna be Ernest and Pat. Hey, Pat, I'm just—it's <laughs> not gonna be Kendall and Ernest. <laughs> but 
funny anyway. <laughs> Pat's over there laughing. It's still uh, Don't turn red. You know how I do. I'm just as crazy <laughs> as I want to be. Um, what? And now I I did a little reading, and I'll let you talk because y'all know I can talk. This this is why they gave me a podcast. No, <laughs> this is why they gave me a podcast. But I did some reading, and uh, you were a Spanish teacher, correct? Yes, sir. So you taught Spanish, and uh, uh, according to what I read and what I also heard, uh, it was kind of like me. Well, you lose your creativity if you stick with turn to page one, yep. and especially in the teacher book. Like the teacher book we have, I thought that was so cool growing up, though. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I probably shouldn't say this on podcast. I had stolen one of them teacher editions. Patrick, be quiet. One of them teacher editions one time before, because I just thought it was cool. I just wanted to see what was in there. I didn't use it. I didn't yeah. cheat or anything, but I just really wanted to know what in the world was in the teacher edition of the book. They were throwing right. away some textbooks as well. So maybe not so much steel. I, I, I just think it was in the garbage can and I grabbed it and took it home over the summer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And anyway, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I enjoy I enjoyed the textbook. I feel like it gave guidance and I still think sure. it do. I had yeah. a, when, when I first started teaching, I had an issue with that. My, when I taught at STEM Academy, I'm like, you won't got no textbook? He said, no. I said, mm, well, how are we going to do this here? And so for three years, it was, it was, it was a struggle, but it wasn't a struggle. Talk about how you kind of came to that revolution. I yeah. mean, I know I heard about uh, sure. you, you know, your students and, and really what you're doing is kind of what Blossy does. You spark that curiosity, <laughs> you eliminate some other stuff, mm-hmm. but uh, talk about that a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, so before becoming a teacher, see, I didn't go like traditional route to becoming uh-huh. a teacher. I was a journalism major in college and I, I thought I was going to be like a newspaper reporter or a newspaper editor or something. Um, did the internships, got out into the real world, got a you know newspaper reporter job, right. had it for three months, hated it, quit. Mm. It was done. And uh, I went back to school to get into education because my wife was a teacher and I got to hang out in her classroom some and I was like, this just feels right. You know, like for some reason, this just feels right. So, um, so I went back to be a teacher and um, kind of fast tracked. I went through the uh, transition to teaching program. And the reason I mention all of this is that whenever I actually got into my own classroom, I kind of felt like I wasn't beholden to the stuff that all of the other teachers did. I didn't Mm. feel like I had to do things. I I kind of felt a little bit like the black sheep, so to speak, you know, like the, the outcast a little bit, just because I didn't go through the traditional teacher prep stuff. And so since I already felt that way, I was like, well, if I'm already feeling this way, then if there's a rule I need to break, I'm going to break it, you know? So I, uh, and a few years into teaching, I just started noticing that the kids in my Spanish classes, they were like, it was, it was like, they couldn't speak Spanish. I was like, Mm -hmm. this is a problem. If my, my students in my Spanish classes, like can't even speak Spanish. I mean, like babies can learn how to speak a language, you know, and they don't do verb conjugation drills like we are like, mm-hmm. th- th- there's just gotta be a better way. So I started breaking stuff. You know, I started like, um, trying different activities. We did a lot of, um, talking out loud and storytelling and asking them questions and answers. And we started making things on our Chromebooks and like little by little by little over time, I started to find that I just didn't need my textbooks as much. Now, Ernest, you said earlier that you kind of like enjoyed having a textbook and I'm the same way in that Yeah. for those first few years, I needed the structure. I needed like the scope and the sequence and to know what order I did things. And I kind of use the textbook as a baseline. Yeah. Did you just hear that? The guy who wrote the book called Ditch That Textbook said I yeah. used a textbook. <laughs> you know, you exactly. heard it here first on Coffee Break. <laughs> But, um, but I did, I used it to figure out, like, uh, I looked at it and I was like, okay, if this is the baseline, I can do better than this. I know my students better than this textbook does. I know where they are. I know what engages them. I'm a creative individual. Like I can, I can come up with something better than this. So I used it as a starting point. And after a couple of years, I started to figure out what I liked and what I didn't like. And a lot of it was what I didn't like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but I just started like trying new stuff and like slowly, little by little, kind of like replacing it. Now, 
I'm not the one to say that you should never use a textbook because it's a resource, you know, mm -hmm. and like sometimes in math classes, you got to have problems for kids to work and the math textbooks have lots of problems and <laughs> I've got a lot of problems too, but <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the literature books have poems and short stories and stuff for kids to read. And like, they need to be able to read that stuff. So I think that's great. But, um, I think it's just a scary place, especially this day and age, whenever our whole education is just march chapter by chapter by chapter through the textbook and answer all the questions at the end of the chapter like i just feel like we can do better than that these days you know what i mean yeah i, I definitely agree which is you know when i when i of course i have the books if you don't have the books you should have them but guess what two people in this uh i saw we had an extra 10 day i was like look it's five of y'all the the odds is gonna be pretty good but now we got six people in the live two people uh -huh. You know who that other person is? See, oh, I tweeted it out earlier that I was on it and I put the join link and my friend uh -huh. Lisa Marie just Lisa. joined. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I noticed on the list, she's the one that wasn't there earlier. So, hey, good to good to see you. Lisa, I can't give you the book. Uh, I'm sorry. We're back down to five. No, I'll just say, <laughs> but two people, <laughs> I'm going to give, uh, we're going to give you a copy of this textbook. Stay, stick around now, stick around. But I was reading, and even just this morning, literally, I woke up about five and I was like, okay, you're ready for this. Uh, you're ready for the conversation. It's just mad. You know, y'all just talk. And and that's the whole purpose of my podcast. I, 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 I structure a few things, but everything is really just kind of conversation. I, I really like to have that um, off the wall type of conversation. But when I read a few of the chapters, um, like ditch that mindset and then ditch that textbook, yeah. that curriculum. So, you know, I'm doing my, I'm doing my work, right? Um, and, and then what's hard though, even, even with those being chapters and, and I'm gonna go back and read all of those uh, yet again, because it's, it is a mindset. I don't know, I, we, what teacher program is uh taking us through the innovations of technology i mean i saw during covid um because i went back and got my specialist that there was a new class for for technology integration in the classroom where i got a chance mm -hmm. to learn more about flipgrid i never use it in the class and padlet things like that <clears throat> i was like oh okay well let's try these in the room Mm -hmm. I, still, I still don't know them well enough to be one or to try to help, to help somebody. But um, I, I still really like think that course is, is needed, but it's all the mindset. I, I don't know. I'm, yeah. It's the same thing how I feel about uh, once the students go from, this is going to be a thesis at some point or manifesto, like you say, but we brainwash them somehow in elementary, like teaching in groups, giving rewards for every darn thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about. Once mm -hmm. they get to junior high, you trying to kind of wean them off of that a little bit, but you really can't. Even in the high school, you still gotta try to uh, keep that concept going. And I, I believe that it's the mindset. Same thing for teaching. Uh, I believe that the best teachers don't Spotify don't get me here by listen don't get me the best educators are elementary educators they're the best to ever do it <laughs> and and when you could take an elementary educator who goes to then middle school and then go to high school because you've seen them at the beginning stages and you take some of the same type of learning uh, mechanisms and pedagogies and then you also bring that into your uh, upper courses for the students again I that's why I feel like I was so good to do it great to do it but i remember the first time i used quizlet live oh my god the room went crazy right the, the, the art teacher had to come because i was right across from art she said what in the world are you doing i said baby it's chaos it sounded like chaos to him but i promise you we learned it but then yes. my was like you in the annex how can i hear you in my office and i was like oh we real loud there but <laughs> but and, and everybody would tell me when they dropped their kids off well, you can hear them a mile away. You know, so either either y'all partying in there, or some some learning really going on, and, and having a learning party. That's what you're yes. doing. You're having a learning party. Come on, new 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 session title. But I enjoy. I always tell my students if if the light bulb's not coming on in the classroom, then I'm not mm -hmm. doing my job. 
mm-hmm. not doing my job. And mm-hmm. and and I think that's what your text that's this is what your writing has yeah. done. It's making yeah. the light bulb come on so that you can see learning in a different way. And again, even yeah. in one of your podcasts where where I, I listened to you, you said, I'm not saying that get away, you know, to technically just throw away the textbook. It's good for what it's needed for. But in that same instance, use the textbook and then infuse technology and infuse some different yeah. uh, learning styles. Uh, you can keep doing that, you know, check with your shoulder partner if you want to. And there's nothing wrong with the gallery walk every now and again. But what else have you added to it? Talk about mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah. Like that idea of kind of like, evolving your practice right yeah. like evolving your craft over time um yeah i think i think that's the case i know for me um well a couple things for one i think if we if we kind of like stick to that textbook mentality of like chapter by chapter by chapter i've already got the worksheets i've already got the workbook pages like that's what we're going to do right. um you know the way that this world is going and that technology is going and you've got artificial intelligence and you got machine learning and you know you've got a lot of that stuff that can do some of that sort of like sequential computational type stuff for you and you hear people say sometimes well I'm a teacher and I'm worried that maybe like technology is going to make me obsolete it's going to like replace me well if all you're doing is just kind of like mindlessly marching your way through that stuff and just handing things to students and grading things multiple choice like i hate to say it but like like you were saying spotify don't come get me but like maybe that that can be replaced you know like khan academy is starting to do that kind of stuff and like you know some of the um online learning platforms can do that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. without you so the question is like what is it that you as a human bring to the table that all that stuff doesn't? Maybe it's your ability to present material in an interesting way. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's your ability to design creative tasks and you know interesting things for kids to do. Maybe it's your ability to see what kids are doing and provide them feedback so that they know how they can change and they know what they're doing well and everything. Maybe you're a relationship person, you know, like maybe you're a motivator. May, you know, there's lots of things that teachers bring to the table. And um, I think, I think, like you said, you know, like we, we continue to evolve our practice and we continue to try to get a little bit better, but it's kind of like, um, you know, it's like that famous Maya Angelou quote, you know, I, I did what I'm trying to remember, um, I did what I could. Okay. I'm going to butcher it, but I'm just going to kind of paraphrase. It's like, I did Uh what I could while I, while I could, but then when I knew better, I did better, you know, like whenever you know better, you do better. And so that's why for me, those first few years, like I was teaching out of the textbook Mm -hmm. and that's, I mean, there's a, there's a survival aspect to that, you know, like I need to be able to make it through six periods of Spanish teaching and provide these kids with an education and, I need to figure out what it's like to be a teacher first. But then once I've done it for a little while, I start to go, well, you know, those workbook pages are kind of terrible. And like, what if I took these questions and what could we do with those questions? Could we, you know, like play a Quizlet live game with them? Could we have students write their own questions? Could we hide them in a digital escape room and let them play a digital escape room instead? Like, how could I, and you just start asking yourself questions like, how can I level this up just a little bit? So I think you, you nailed it on the head right there. Like we want to try to bring a little bit of ourselves and our own skills and our own unique God-given talents. And we want to try to just level it up a little bit. Right. I want to ask a few people who are in the, uh, in, in, in the attendees box, you know, what, what, are, what, what, what are your thoughts and how do you, how, what are you, what is your approach uh, concerning how we're educating uh, now, uh, not saying that you disagree or, or, or agree, but what are some things that you're doing, I guess, in your capacity or, or to level up? We'll, we'll just use it in that type of sense. And I'll give you a few minutes to uh, make your comments while I move to my, my next question, but I would like to see what, what's your thoughts? What are you doing to level up? Okay. Uh, Matt, if you could, uh, have coffee with any historical uh, figures, who would you choose? Oh, no, you went with that question. Yes. 
Oh goodness. Okay. All right. I'm going to do my best on this. Okay. Um, I'll give you the, okay. So here's the first thing that comes to mind in part, because I was just quoting this guy, um, in a presentation I'm going to be doing next week. Um, okay. so I feel like my, um, some, somebody whose quotes and whose, uh, stuff that they've published about education seems to really kind of like jive with what, um, with what I think is John Dewey, mm. John Dewey, John Dewey's my guy, I think, um, so, you know, like, for instance, the quote that I just pulled in a presentation that I'm going to do next week is, um, let me see if I can find it. It's the, and see, I've heard people say that John Dewey didn't actually say this, but he wrote something kind of similar to this. So this is like the gist of what he wrote. So sure. I'm still going to give him credit. He okay. says, we don't learn from experience. We learn from reflecting on experience. So he's talking about how if students get to do something, there's, there's not as much learning as whenever you sit, you, when you stop and you sit back and you think, why was that important? Why did that matter? What, what is different now in my thinking based on having learned that? Or sometimes they reflect on their practice and they're like, what did I struggle with? What am I good at? How can I level up my practice as a student? We were just talking about doing that as a teacher, right? Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, he's real big on reflecting. Um, you know, there's, um, yeah, there's, there's all sorts of things that, that he's written. Every single time I seem to come across something that's attributed to John Dewey, I feel like it's, it's good stuff. So that's the one off the, okay, so that's like the, the older one. I just thought of another one. Uh -huh. um, a more modern one who isn't with us anymore, but was not too long ago has to be Sir Ken Robinson. Mm. Love to hear Cause he, he was all about like creativity, um, in education and stuff. Um, he's the one who, who's uh, popular Ted talk, do schools kill creativity? Like, um, lots and lots and lots of people have seen that, that Ted talk. I got to meet him once he's, uh, he was at a book signing. It was only just for like a couple minutes, but I got a picture with him. And, um, wow. it was funny because, um, I was going to buy a copy of his book uh -huh. and he was out of books and he was wow. still at this book signing. And I'm like, sir, Ken, Hey, you know, you don't have any copies of your book, but I have a copy of my book. Would you be wow. willing to sign my book? Wow. And so he signed my book instead. So uh, that was a fun little moment to have, you know, someone who I respected so much, Sir Ken Robinson, sign a copy of my book. Although I would have loved to have had a signed copy of his anyway. So anyway, exactly. those are a couple of my answers. I like that. I think I would, uh, Benjamin Franklin wrote a quote and I put it on my email. It was in my yeah. room uh, where he says, teach me and I forget. Mm -hmm. And um, no, tell me and I forget, teach me yeah. and I may remember and involve me, I will learn. That, yes, yes. that has to be, when I wrote my philosophy of education, I think my philosophy started off with that. And uh, it's still true to this day. You, you have to involve, kids don't remember words. You don't have a long way to class. <laughs> you don't have a long way in the classroom. Some, some schools have moved it up to be 90 minutes. I mean, I remember back in the day when it was maybe 35, 40 minutes, and mm -hmm. I still don't know how they taught in all that little small amount of time, but they did it, and we're smart, and we're educated, and so forth to, sure, to this sure. day. But um, really to involve the students, but I think the culture and educators today Ooh, I'm going to get in trouble, but it's my podcast. I can do what I want to do. All yeah. right. Um, we are afraid to uh, release ownership. Our name is on the marquee. Our name is on the door. We have the degree and the classroom is a shared opportunity, not just for the kids, but for the community, actually for the entire school, for you to partner with other and collaborate with other educators, with mm -hmm. the community, with parents, with the students. But we are so tight-fisted. And if I could be spiritual, uh, stiff-necked. <laughs> I don't know why that's written in the Bible. Mm -hmm. But I think yeah. it has to be one of my favorite words. <laughs> it's yep, a, yep. Like, what? <laughs> uh, 
Israelites. <laughs> Moses, what did he say? Stiff neck people. Wow. And so <laughs> I think, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got a stiff neck here. <laughs> And so I think that we don't want to release or, or, or that control. I remember when I allowed students, I, I, I put the information that I was going to teach the PowerPoint uh, in Canvas or in Google Classroom. Shout out to both of those LMSs. And um, I said, anybody want to volunteer to teach the next unit? And I had students volunteer and they came. I had a little guideline of, hey, this is what we need to cover. You can create a little quizlet or whatever you want to use. And you'd be amazed. I mean, some things I may had to go back or we had to kind of clean, you know, clean up and, and things like mm -hmm. that. But for the most part, it gave some kids the opportunity to go home and study, be the educator when you come back the next day. And mm -hmm. uh, they enjoyed it. I, I believe that I even create future educators. And be, because sometimes our profession is not uh, also, oh, this is what I want to do. It's not one of those professions that everybody want to go and do. Parents tell you, go be a lawyer, go be a doctor, go get, go do something to get the money. You know, teachers ain't going to make no money. And so it's, it's a profession that most people kind of tell you, you know, shun away. If you can go do something else, do it. I mm -hmm. think it's one of the most beautiful professions that you could do. I always say that it's, it is slightly underpaid. Shout out to, or, or, or put this little PSA to whomever need to be listening because mm -hmm. technically we train the doctors and the lawyers and all the other people who make uh, all the big bucks, but I'm going to grab my teacup, well, coffee yeah. cup, and I'm going to give you there's, a little. There's a, yeah, there's a quote related that it says that teaching is the profession that makes all other professions possible. It is. And, right? and, and and for for the for I, I don't understand why uh, is it so hard to realize um, in education all period I, I just to to want to get snotted on and sneezed on and stay sick half of the year because they haven't taken care of what they need to take care of it's it's a blessing and I, and I really would call it a, or I would really say that it's a calling and so shout out to all the educators anyone who's well, especially everyone who's on live uh, and the ones who are going to listen. I, I will always tell you that you're heroes to me. Mm -hmm. um, but if I had to, yeah, I, I well, not just Benjamin Franklin would be my dude because I think that's so powerful. And it's one of the quotes that I'll continue to allow to inspire me uh, today. So anyway, uh, what else I want to ask you? So let me go back to your, your digital textbook because I, I was thinking about this the other day and I, I think you kind of answered it, but I'm going to just kind of pop this out there. And mm -hmm. uh, any guests, y'all feel free to pop. The chat is open. I didn't see y'all type anything. We asked, put your, put your fingers to work, but I know y'all just won't listen. It's okay. Um, what about the culture? I mean, changing that culture and that mentality, though, of, of uh, and it's not the, again, we go back to the title is digital textbook, but I'm not saying that you got to get, get away from the textbook. But I, I, like I said, I listened and I'm reading and, uh, it's okay, Lisa. How do you feel about that changing of that culture? I mean, is that, is that kind of hard? That's not, I mean, again, you and I, because we weren't teaching state tested, bless their hearts, mm -hmm. subjects, we had a little bit more flexibility. But what do you say about that, that culture or that, again, ditch that mindset? Yeah, yeah. It's hard. It's hard to change culture, you know? Yeah. Um, when, when I started to see how I wanted to do things differently. Mm. And, um, you know, I, I had to start kind of changing my students' perceptions mm -hmm. about what learning was going to be like in, in class and the fact that it was learning and that it was good and it was productive and everything. Um, but it's done a little bit at a time, you know, like culture isn't something that you can come in and I mean, it's like how people perceive, how people think, yeah. um, how people believe, like you, you don't change that stuff overnight. Um, I like to compare it to, um, trying to, trying to push a boulder. So imagine great big boulder, like bigger than me, like great big old rock, super heavy. And I start to lean on that boulder, you know, leaning on it with my shoulder, pushing with my legs, like using my hands, like anything that I can do to get that boulder to roll. And so some days are like that, where you're trying to change the culture in that way and you're pushing and that boulder just won't budge. And you feel like you're trying to do things different 
and the students are pushing back against it or they're not having it or they're not paying attention or they're rolling their eyes at you or mm -hmm. your colleagues are walking by and they're like, well, there goes Miller again ah. oh, what <laughs> in there, you know, and um, awesome. you just but you just keep pushing. Right. You just keep pushing on that boulder. And there are days where you're like, am I wasting my time just pushing on this boulder? Like it's never going to move. I, I don't know what I'm doing. Am I a fool for just sitting here pushing on this boulder? And then it budges. You feel it just a little bit, you know, all of that pushing and you were able to move a little bit of that ground under it so that it budges a little bit forward. And you're like, oh, I'm making just a little bit of progress. And that one little budge, that's huge in Weird. the culture. That's that's starting to that's starting to change things, isn't it? That's starting to move things just a little bit. And so what do you do? Do you let up? No. That encourages you to push even harder. And so you just start pushing. You start leaning on that boulder and you feel it budge just a little bit more and then a little bit more. And it's like as it continues to budge, it's bigger every time. And mm -hmm. so now all of a sudden you're starting to roll the boulder a little bit. It was totally still. It didn't, it wasn't going to go anywhere. And in the classroom, you start to see that by little aha moments or little things that students say or little things that students do until eventually you're pushing on it and it starts rolling and rolling. And then you get that boulder rolling down the hill and it's just like continuing to pick up momentum. And that great big old heavy boulder will run just about anything over because it's got all that momentum and all of that weight, you know. But there are certainly those days when you're trying to change that culture where you feel like you're pushing on a, where you feel like you're pushing on a brick wall that's never going to move. You know what yeah, I mean? I, I was about to ask you, I'm about to say, you know, I, all the skills and the, the different methods and pedagogies that you listed in all your textbooks, the latest one that I read uh, was the digital power. And I think that has to be one of my favorite ones. Oh, yeah. Uh, that you have written. I mean, the first one, of course, because I was new, but the latest ones uh, had to be one of my favorite. But anything that you ever written, has there been everything, anything that you've written or tried that backfire? Because I'm, I'm hearing you speaking about that boulder, but every once in a while that boulder uh, rolled back uh -huh. and hit, ran me over. Uh -huh. Oh, it's, oh, it's, yeah. 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 I've had, yeah, I've had all sorts of stuff like that. I mean, it's just like little things sometimes where I try an activity and at the beginning of class or that like days before I'm writing my lesson plans and I'm uh -huh. like, Oh, this is going to be cool. Oh, this has potential. This has promise. I don't know how it's going to go, but I want to at least try it. I want to give it a shot and see how yeah. it's going to go. You know, and Lisa made me smile. She, she on the same, Lisa, you got the same coffee I got. Cause I, I mean, just, I looked at the chat and you, 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 me and you could be uh, side by side. Yes, that's right. In the chat, she goes, or the boulders rolling over you. Yes. <laughs> We've all had moments like that where we feel like the boulders rolling over us, right? Um, <laughs> no, but like you come into something and, you know, so I'll lesson plan and I'll like brainstorm some sort of kooky idea where I'm like, oh, this could, this could be fun. It could be a complete train wreck. Sure. But, but it could be really fun, you know? Um, I had a uh, youth pastor tell me the other day, he was like, sometimes when I try to come up with activities for kids to do during youth group, it's like, it's either going to be them rolling their eyes at you and going, I can't believe he's asking me to do this, or it's going to be a wild success, Most one different. or the other, you Most know, different. and so I would like put myself out there and sometimes within the period of like two or three minutes, all of a sudden you're like, this isn't going to work. I still got to teach for 44 more minutes. Yeah. Like, what am I going to do for 44 more minutes they, until they this go 47 minute class is over? Uh -huh. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 And um, so, yeah, I've done that. And so like that day you, you know, like, you know, you, you tap dance and you yeah. rethink and you rework and you try to make it work for that day. And then afterwards you look at it and you try to figure out, is this worth salvaging? Was yeah. it, me that caused it to struggle was it the content was it the idea was it just that the kids were having an off day was there something going on in the class period before they had like some sort of big rigorous test and they were just dead yeah and now here they are in my class like what what is it really um whenever i get a chance to do uh keynote speeches to schools and school districts and teacher conferences and stuff um i like to make the comparison of uh, how a teacher is like a scientist 
And in this way, it's a lot like that because scientists do experiments, right? Mm -hmm, Start mm -hmm. with a hypothesis, they test it out, and then they look at the results. And just because the results are negative to a scientist, because they don't support the hypothesis, the scientist doesn't go, well, that was a failure and throw all the data out. No, the scientist takes that data, they rethink the hypothesis and they do the experiment again. And I think as teachers, we've got to do that too. You know, mm -hmm. whenever something doesn't go quite right, we may decide based on the data and by data, I mean, whatever we determine to be the data, whatever is important to us, we may look at it and go, you know what? That really wasn't that good of an idea. I'm not going to use that, but it might be fixable. Or there might be something that we can learn from that moment where we can turn it around and go, you know what? I think next time I can do that better. You know what? Mm -hmm. In three weeks, I got another unit that's kind of like this. I'm going to take a revised version of this. And I'm, I'm going to go with it. So I think uh, it happens to everybody. I, I admire I so. the teachers who are willing to put themselves on the line to try things where they're not sure if it's going to work or not, because sometimes you get raving successes and sometimes you get utter failures, I love but it. I think we got to be willing to do it. You know, I, I definitely agree. And I've, I've had many, Matt, what was, I just got it. What's your favorite, what was your favorite subject in school? You better not say Spanish. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know. Probably it was probably English though. Um, you know, like I, I liked reading stuff. Um, I was good at grammar. That's why I think that's why Spanish made sense too. I wasn't sure. so great at math, although I did like that if you followed the rules properly in math, you always got the right answer. I did wow. kind of like that about that. Okay, Dan, uh, Daniel or Joanne in in the uh, in the panelists, uh, what what's your favorite subject? Now, listen, everybody, you could go and. Um, find more about Matt. You can follow him on Twitter uh, at jmattmiller uh, or hashtag ditch uh, book. Or you can follow him on Facebook, Pinterest, uh, Google Plus. We'll put all these things out there on our uh, uh, Twitter, on our Bloxy Twitter and on our Bloxy Instagram. I, I, I said maybe I was asleep, but also on, um, on Matt's uh, um website ditch that textbook.com uh, you can scroll down and get a free ebook of the of 101 practical ways to ditch that textbook it's like wait not a free mm -hmm. not a free ebook y'all better go get it daniel mm -hmm. say history and lisa say science oh lisa okay uh and then um he also have another free book the digital uh power the uh, tech like a pirate so listen matt got a few wonderful resources out here that you can go and download the free ebook now everyone also like i said i'm gonna choose somebody we're gonna get you the the, the paperback or the hardback uh mm -hmm. book to two people who are online today so uh, i'll choose or choose and send you some information uh after a while but listen please make sure that you go go out and that you support we're almost done i got a few more questions for everybody thanksgiving is coming up matt do you cook uh, there's a couple of things I can cook. I'm not like excellent at it. I'm just like a, an average to below average cook. That's not good. I know. Uh, Kendall, do you cook? Yeah. Kendall do cook. Kendall, I think had some taco bowl or something last night. Uh, anybody <laughs> don't try to put your camera on now and you can turn it back. You know how I cook. You try to get smart me. We as counseling season three, Ernest and Kendall. I, I do not like this tone. If you put that coffee up, you'd have had four cups in one sitting. Uh, what, 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 what do you go cook, Matt? Because I'm on. I talked to my mama last night, and mom was asking, "Son, did you see the price on the turkey?" I said, "Yes." That's why I'll be at your house eating. And <laughs> <laughs> the smart and, uh, man right there. It's a exactly. smart man. Uh, but if anybody else I, now I make good dressing and so uh I use Martha White uh um it's, I think it's the white corn bread or cornmeal or something like that and then Kroger shout out to all these people a couple of partners and, and promotion <laughs> and everything <laughs> we will have sponsors to see the three Kindle. <laughs> but We're it's gonna be Kindle. No. it's gonna be Kindle. it's gonna be Ernest and uh, Patrick, though, because uh, we're going to have a whole quick. podcast of all the things that people gave us and we'll be trying them. <laughs> yes, I'm ready. <laughs> but I put the Kroger 
chicken and turkey stuff. Uh, uh, they got the stuffing uh, in my cornbread. Add a little uh, uh, cream of mushroom and cream of chicken and add mm-hmm. chicken broth. And uh, I don't know. I'm my. My mama said you have to take the the I don't take the drippings, but I take the onion, the red peppers, the green peppers, a little sage, salt, and pepper, and put in it with some butter, and then I put all that in together, and then put it back in the oven. So everyone loves my dressing, so I think I'm gonna make dressing this year. Um, I think that's gonna be my dish. But as for cooking a turkey, that that won't be in my in my spirit. I I just. Uh, <laughs> Biden, y'all get it together over there and whomever else up there at, at the White House and in Congress and Senate. Now get them prices down so we can get affordable uh, turkeys. Um, let, me, let, me, let me be good. Uh, Matt, Matt, what you think you're going to cook, though? You gonna, are you going to make a, a spritzer or are you going to make a little... Uh, what, what are you making? Uh, well, if it was up to me, uh, Thanksgiving dinner would not be anything to talk about, probably. But I'm thankful that I've got some some ladies in my life that are kind of like you are that um, that are really good at that kind of thing. If it was up to me, I'd probably grill a bunch of steaks. Like oh, I can you- I can grill a steak. I'm not oh. the best at it, but I'm I'm okay at it, and I can. So yeah, yeah. If I could do like if I could make it on a grill then i'd be good but i don't think you grill turkey really so you know it probably gets real dry i'm gonna smoke a turkey this year but just the turkey oh yeah uh yeah there it is i I feel like daniel can cook over there i'm gonna have to go to his house wherever he is uh but i i think i'm thinking i think i'm gonna smoke me uh just a turkey breast Mm -hmm. not the whole thing Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna have to go get it by the end of the week while it's still a little low or before they go in there and just take them all out uh-huh. you know how to do or i'm gonna have to order on amazon maybe amazon right, <laughs> who's the amazon right. person amazon <laughs> y'all see the turkeys out come on and y'all you, better listen to this podcast on spotify, <laughs> on spotify. You a, uh, do you have a popeyes we do got a popeyes i they heard make, about they have really good cajun fried turkeys I heard about that Kendall, but you know, I was scared to, to try it. Anybody? Oh, uh, I, we get them. I love it. You do? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Me and mama talked about that too. Cause I was like, mama, you got a little oven. She, she bought one of those air fryers, but she bought the air fryer oven and she cuts talk the turkey in half and put it in. The, I was like, really? You it works. But she loves it. But I'm just like, lady, you can just put the whole thing in the oven instead of cut butchering it and putting it in half. And cut it <laughs> Five high. pieces. Yeah, five piece trying to make it fit. Put the puzzle, just, put the puzzle back together. <laughs> do you hear uh-huh. me? But it'd be the best turkey ever because there's just something about the air fryer. It make everything extra a little crispy. As soon, I mean, it just mm-hmm. okay. Wrong. Mm-hmm. This coffee break. I'm about to change the subject and just say uh, <laughs> turkey break now. Turkey break. Turkey break. I'm excited, Matt. If you had a million dollars, no, ten million dollars, what you gonna do? Oh, how do you just drop a question like that on a guy? Uh, uh-huh. How do you do? How do you do that? Ten million dollars. Like, million. Yeah, golly, ten million dollars. I mean, you know, one of the first things I so I thought like personally, I was like invest because I'm a saver. Um, but then I was like in education. If I had ten million dollars to make education better, which is kind of a different question than what you asked, but I'm gonna run with sure. it. Um, I was like, what could I do to make things better for education? And um, I mean, I don't know how far $10 million would go, but I would like to look into, you know, investing in teachers somehow, you know, because just like you were saying earlier, like, you know, teachers don't make, we we need to make sure that teachers earn a livable wage, especially Mm -hmm. since you got to go to college to be a teacher. Mm -hmm. Um, There's lots of them that are, you know, master's level and doctorate level educated and there's more and more programs where if you're going to teach dual credit in high school, um, they want you to have a master's degree. Yep. And so like my, my, my poor wife right now is going through that. She's a social studies teacher, high school social studies teacher. And they want her to be able to teach dual credit so that her high school courses count as college courses. Wow. And so kids get college credits, with it, which is great. And they're like, yep. we'll, we'll um, help you to get your master's degree. Um, you know, either for free or for a reduced cost or something. And she's like, but if I'm getting a master's degree to get the same pay, 
why am I going to spend a whole bunch of money to get a master's degree? Like you want to do higher education so that it can open up opportunities for you. Mm -hmm. That's going to open up opportunities for students, which is Mm -hmm. great, which we should do. But that's, that's kind of like the the job of the school Mm -hmm. and the school hires her to teach. And so there needs to be, yeah. I mean, just across the board, we don't need teachers to have to do side hustles like delivering pizza and door dashing and being Starbucks baristas and stuff like that. Unless an Uber. Yeah. Uber's a big one, isn't it? And like, yeah, we need to make it. So, and if you look in other, um, you know, other cultures and other countries and stuff, um, there's a lot of places where teachers are considered, you know, valued members of the community and they're paid as such and they're respected and everything. I feel, I feel like us teachers, in general, in a lot of ways are respected, especially by the students whose lives are impacted, mm-hmm. but we don't, we don't follow it up with, um, with pay. So, like I said, I don't know if I could like divide out $10 million and spread it far and wide enough to make a difference. And it might just be for one year, but I feel like that's, that's something that is well past due that needs, that needs to happen. I like that answer. Lisa really, Marie's like, he's going to give it to me. Listen, <laughs> yep, you're I right. I was saying, uh, give me at least one. I take one and open up. Uh-huh. A uh-huh. Uh, one of my other idols who I've heard someone say, uh, or I think they tried to equate you to him is Ron Clark. <laughs> I don't, yes. I think I would open up me. A, well, Ron Clark is fascinating. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think I would open up me a, 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 an academy. Really? And, uh, yeah, I really would. Uh, uh-huh. I don't know. I have a few things in mind. Speaking of coffee break, I'm looking at buildings this week, and I want to open up a little coffee jazz house in my area. We, oh. yeah, went out one night with some friends, and um, the music wasn't my type of music. And I said, you know mm-hmm. what? I haven't seen just a nice little carpet. Uh, in the center of the floor and uh, some key, you know, keyboard and a little drum and maybe a little mm-hmm. guitar. And so I've, the coffee break, shout out to our coffee break, has kind of inspired me to not open so, like a coffee barista, but we will sell coffee, but uh, to more so have some place that we can come, uh, that there's a few tables outside, inside, mm-hmm. but that we have mm-hmm. jazz music and a few of the R&B slow jams and things that you, oh, yeah. you would yeah. go out, you know, and, and to some, something of that nature. But nowadays they want you to uh, uh, shake what your mom, you know, back in the day, a little shake what your mom get. Shut up, kid. <laughs> I, don't, I don't listen to that type of music anymore. And so, uh, I, but I can't find anything else that, um, or at least in my area, uh, that would satisfy my desire. So I'm thinking about mm-hmm. opening up me a little coffee break, a little coffee. There house. you go. There you go. You got that podcast. We'll just that'll be the next step, right? I know. I'll be I'll be flying everybody in to the <laughs> Bloxy. Are we sponsoring it? No. Okay. Maybe that's pushing a bit. I love I love my boss. Listen, before we get out of here, is there any new plans or new plans about a new book? You got you got anything flowing out there? You may be able to tell, maybe not be able to tell. But if- yeah, I um I don't have any new books on the horizon right now. I am uh doing new stuff with uh, ditch that textbook all the time. Um, I'll just tell you one real quick. Sure. Uh, we just started a, a new website where um, teachers are suggesting all of their favorite classroom videos, like instructional videos, videos you can show your students and stuff. And we're pulling them all together on this one uh, website called TeachFlix. Kind of like Netflix, only it's for teachers, you know? So if someone goes to teachflix.org, it's searchable. It's like, um, it filters by category. It's got stuff for elementary, middle school, high school, all different categories and everything. And- We've got a whole bunch of activities mm-hmm. that you could do. Ernest is writing this down so we don't forget it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's got a whole bunch of activities that you can do with those different uh, videos too. So like any one video, you pull it up, you hit the button with the activities and you can download a bunch of stuff that you can have students go do to, you know, kind of like show their, their learning from the video. So teachflix.org if anybody wants to go check it out. I am excited and I am on the site and it's it's a ba- oh okay I'm sure to everybody okay y'all share this resource up to you people okay oh my goodness I am you like it I love it I mean this uh-huh. is amazing 
Okay, see, this is why I, I'm just a married anyway. Because back in the day, there was Teacher Tube. Do y'all remember Teacher Tube? Anybody I remember Teacher that? Tube, yeah. And I don't know if it's still out there or not, but I used I I could I used to find, especially when I taught lower elementary, I used Teacher Tube. Uh, and then there was some, then Google really tried to enhance the classroom platform for mm-hmm. teachers. And I think they, they had a YouTube education kind of thingy going on, but this mm-hmm. is cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad, man. I'm going yeah, to be on here. Yeah. I want to share this out. You don't got a little post about this already. I don't want to be the first. Nope, go for it. You, okay. You're good. Yeah, yeah. I've been sharing about it. So look at here, Kendo. We put it in the Biloxi community. You hear me? I can't handle listening. that. I can't deal with her. Well, listen, Matt, <laughs> I I'll definitely, I, first of all, it's, again, it's good to see you. It's good to converse with you. I have put in a recommendation. <laughs> CEO, you listening? <laughs> put a recommendation in for me to go to ISTE and the, uh, the other site, the T- TCEA or one of them. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, so we can uh, slip out and go get a little coffee out of so I yes. hope he approved yes. my request. Boss, do you understand? Do you hear, do you hear the words there? Let me not bother him. But he going to he gonna probably watch this and laugh and go say, Ernest, something wrong with you. And I would tell him, you just figured this out. <laughs> you gave me my whole podcast. What do you mean? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> 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 But anyway, I definitely, I think we got a lot, y'all, I don't know about you, but I got a lot today, all those resources and everything, if you follow us um, on Instagram, well, we're we're everywhere, really, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we're on LinkedIn, Kendall and I have our own pages, Uh, and so hopefully you're following us, if you're not following us, go follow us on social media, we give away, Matt has those boxy socks, but Matt, I'm going to send you uh, the boxy shirts, not the polo, not the company polo, but the boxy t-shirts is is, is nice, nice, and uh, they they so nice, nice, they sent me a suitcase, I said, this is fancy, people usually send some shirts in a doggone uh, box, but they sent me a whole suitcase and got two colors, black and blue, I said, well, and so I'm going to ship you out some, and then when those cups come in, you'll have that cup, don't put no candy in my cup, because this is this is a handsome uh-huh. face. Yeah, Kendo is a handsome. Shout out to Kendo who made my little backdrop. Y'all see my little coffee break since mm-hmm. 2000. That's nice. Kendo developed this for me and I appreciate my love. She's she's a great asset and great friend and great co-worker. I just love her. But to all of our listeners on Spotify, make sure that you go and follow Matt. Go and follow Bloxy. Until our next time, listen, I don't know what you put in your cup, but have a coffee break on me. Until next time, everybody have a great one.